Hi guys and welcome to episode 23 of West End Talks. We I might be able to guess with a big pink background what musical we're touching on tonight. But we're here tonight with Alex Tranter. Now you'll recognise him from being in the ensemble and first cover Romeo in And Juliet. Uh, he was also in White Christmas and he was the assistant choreographer, I can never say that word, in Eugenius. And a lot more, but we'll cover all that as the night goes on. But welcome, Alex. Hi. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks yourself. I'm good, thank you. Good. Welcome and thank you for joining us. It's Thanks for having me. To... No, no, the privilege is ours. Thank you for, for joining us. Um, so, so we'll get the ball rolling um, yep. because we, we have a lot. Um, I think I said to you before we, we, we started tonight that you're the quickest we've ever got questions in for. <laughs> um, literally within less than 24 hours we had all the questions in. It was great. Um, not all of them. We got that's some all and Juliet fans. They, oh, they love it. <laughs> it's the Alex fans. It's the Alex fans. <laughs> Um, so we'll get started the same way I'm sure all West End Top fans will know. Um, just asking, what got you into performing? So I, my mum and dad are not theatrical. They like theatre. They go to it quite a lot. Um, and my grandparents are the same. And they actually, they always used to go to tap lessons at sort of when, my, when I was born. So my parents, I won't out their age. But so it wasn't they were kids and they started to do tap lessons. And then um, there was a, a show called Hot Shoe Shuffle that was put on TV. It has uh, Adam Garcia in it. Um, okay. And it, it's an incredible tap show. You can YouTube bits and it's unbelievable. And it was on like a boxing day uh, on BBC Two. My grandma recorded it on video back then. And then they used to just play it to us and the, the story. Um, but apparently I used to just try and copy it. Um, when my older sister was going to dance classes, but I used to watch the video and copy them. They, they had these blocks and they jumped down. It, it's, it, it's quite incredible. And so my parents went, we've got to send them to tap lessons. Uh, yeah. So I did, I did that. And then I never thought I was going to perform. It was just something I did on the side. I liked football. I was never going to be a footballer, but I definitely split my time up because um, I like to do everything. Uh, and then my school was so supportive of it and it's just slowly became, I realized it's all I wanted to do. There was nothing else that I wanted to do, but yeah. it was that one show. And then I saw Footloose in the West End with Derek Huff um, and my boy Ivan DeFritis. And uh, it was just unbelievable. And I think then I went, maybe this is something I want to do. <laughs> my life. Maybe it is something. Yeah. So yeah, and then, and then that's kind of, there was no turning back at that point. Yeah. I love that question because you get so many different answers. Mm. I always thought, oh, most people, it's just they're born into it, the families are doing, but nine times out of ten, it's not. It's great to listen to, to obviously you, it was, say, Adam Garcia. Yeah, helped. yeah. Wasn't um, <laughs> uh, it for that show, then you might, you might not have been here today. No, and if my um, grandma didn't just film, record that show on the week. it. I wouldn't have watched it. I might not be doing it. It's things like that, just to, that inspires a young child, which hopefully what we do um, as actors, which is is nice to kind of someone may do this, feel the same after watching me on something. You never know. 
So yeah, I, I, I can quite believe that. Definitely quite believe that. Um, so what was your first performance? The first performance that I kind of remember is um, my school used to put on big musicals. We used to have like a, an orchestra and we're lucky that we were linked with um, a very wealthy school that had their own theatre with an orchestra pit, flying rigs, and they let us use that um, theatre to put on our shows. And we did 42nd Street. I think I was 13 or 14. I was in year nine. Um, and I just joined that. And um, I think I was kind of the dancer of the, the, the male dancer of the show because um, I could tap. And then we did that once a year. So that was my first sort of time where I really remember it being like a, yeah. a big deal in my life. Um, well, that 42nd Street in school doesn't happen very often. No, no. It was, uh, <laughs> it's not a, a, a common school musical. Exactly. It's, always so, it's an odd choice, but uh, I loved it. I loved it. And it was my tap love that's carried me on into yeah. now. So I was Fantastic. very lucky. No, definitely. So now we, we Western Talks holds no responsibility on the next set of questions. Well, neither do I have um, my answers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you do because of your answers. These are not our questions. <laughs> They're all questions from fans of either the show that you've been in or of, of Alex Ranta. Um, so the, the first question is, is Rachel, from Rachel. And she asks, how did Anne-Juliette come about? How did it come about? So there were workshops before I got involved. So I think um, our writer, David West-Reed, um, who is, you may know him from the Netflix series Shits Creek. He's one of the writers on that. Um, a very, very funny person. I think he got approached by Max, the writer of all the songs, his mm -hmm. team and said, look, we, we're thinking about putting on a, sh a show with Max's catalogue. What can you do with it? And he t he's told me and the cast that he was in a minor concussion at the time um and so he was lying down in a dark room because he had to for the concussion and he came up with this idea of what would happen if Juliet uh didn't kill herself and carried on with her life and so he kind of just ran with that pitched it to Max's team from my understanding that's when the show kind of really got its kind of idea then there was, there were two workshops, a workshop in LA, I think, then a workshop in London. Then it was kind of the audition for the Max Martin musical, which everyone was kind of talking about. We didn't know what it was. I didn't know who Max Martin was. I Googled it. When I got the audition through, I Googled who he was and I went, whoa, he's written some of my favorite songs ever. Um, and I, it was a dance call for me. Uh, I went, we did a dance to Blow, which if you know the show, it's a um, big dance number. And then we just slowly went through the process, but they were so secretive, not really telling us anything about it. We got sent some sides um, of the script, but very minimal. And you, you weren't really told what happened before or happened after. It was just read what's on the page. And Luke, our director, would then slowly um, put his... Uh, sort of sprinkle on you to see whether he could work with you and you could take on board different visions because the show still didn't have the finished article so he I think he wanted to find people that were 
willing to try different things all the time. And then I got the job. I didn't know if it, where it was running, what theater. I got told it was a workshop in like March, 2019 with an out of town run with a town run. And that was it. And they said, this is the name and Juliet. And that was kind of to entice you. But I think a lot of us just went, it feels something new and exciting that you want to get involved in. And I did the workshop, what tied into this whole run. Um, mm. And I, at the end of it, we all knew this is something special. And again, it's so different. When we got to rehearsals for Manchester in London, Luke said to us on day one, there's bits that you're going to have loved in the workshop that are gone. And I need you to support me and support us as a team to go, it's for the good of the show. And there's some moments that I thought were beautiful that to this day are still my favorite moments to have watched that have never been on stage. Never. Um, and I, th but I, I agree with, with the vision and what we created. I went, no, I understand why it's gone. And we created this sort of spectacular show. I think it's, uh, all your senses are attacked whilst you're watching it, visually, um, audibly, uh, everything. I just think it's an incredible show. I'm so lucky to, to be in it. I know everyone says that, but I truly feel that. Uh, to, have, to have originated the show from a very early stage, not many people get to do that in their whole career. So it's, it's a, a very long-winded answer, but I felt one that needed to be said. <laughs> No, that, that was a great answer. That it gave us some insight into the beginning of, yeah. of Angelia. And obviously, um, it's actually a special weekend for you guys because a year ago yesterday, oh no, sorry, a year ago tomorrow, would have been your first public performance. Oh, uh, West End Live. West End Live, 2019, yes. That was a scary day. <laughs> well, because we didn't uh, so know that, what people would have thought of us. And we were just well, I was there. there. Oh, you watched it? I was there. Uh, and I wasn't sure. Uh, I thought, and Juliet, really? Was is this just another jukebox musical? Is this? Uh, can, uh, would yeah, yeah. But after seeing it, like even with you had no costumes, you'd literally just had t-shirts. It was just yeah. Juliet t-shirts, and there was no costumes. There was no set. Obviously, there was no set in Wrestling Live, but there's no costumes or props or anything. Um, it was just the poster with Miriam's face on it at the back, and that was it. And it was okay, right? And then you just come out, and it was. It's my life yeah. and Miriam sung Roa. Yeah. Um, or the, the, the girls sung Roa. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, okay, right. And, and it really did entice you into wanting to see some more. Um, but so. obviously, I didn't unfortunately see it now then till London because yeah. I don't live near Manchester, mm. um, either from back up in Scotland or down here. It's, it's not near Manchester. But as soon as it came to London, I was like, right, okay, Shaftesbury, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and wow, what a shot, like, honestly, what a show. we'll get into it slightly more. Um, as in, as the night goes on, but um, definitely, um, it's it's been a, a world run of a year, definitely. Yeah. Forgetting the, the coronavirus, forget yeah, this yeah. section of, of the year, <laughs> the, the, the year of Juliet of Angelia. Sorry, oh, it's, it has been a fantastic. Yeah. It's one that I'll I know I'll remember. Um, yeah. it will hold a special place in my heart, definitely. The whole process. I can imagine, definitely. I'm not, I'm not an actor, but I can imagine we we starting with something brand new whatever that may be, but in your case, obviously, the yeah. show. Um, so, so Poppy, she, she goes back slightly further than your career yeah. um, and asks, what was it like working with Tommy Steele? Oh, Tommy. Wow, so 
that's that's a long time ago now. Um, was yeah. I I actually was with my musical director of that show. He's a good friend of mine, Richard Morris, and we text Tommy. It was probably about two to three weeks ago. We were socially distancing, but we we thought we'd text him uh, a picture of us saying hello, and he sent a text going. In Tommy's tells stories that you don't understand. You're going. <laughs> I don't, whoa, whoa, okay, right. We'll just we'll just. Um, this is a Tommy story, but anyway, give Alex a big thump of love. And that's kind of, uh, my experience with Tommy was the most amazing time. Cause he, I, I was, how old was I, I was 22? When I joined Glenn Miller's story and Bill Deemer asked me to be his dance captain. I'd never been a dance captain um, on a show of that scale. Uh, I, I kind of just was blagging it, to be honest. I said, yes, of course you say yes. Bill Deemer, someone who I've loved to have worked with, has asked me to do that. You say yes. And then and then you're looking, not looking after Tommy, but you're on the road with Tommy. It's Tommy's show, Bill Kenwright's show. But you're one of the people that helps set it up every week on tour. So And Tommy taught me a lot of getting the show, because venues are different every show, every uh, theatre you go to every week. And he kind of taught me a lot of, the moments that needed to be seen and the important aspects that he needed because essentially they were coming to see Tommy. Yeah. Um, and that, I don't think that was a, uh, an arrogant thought of his. He was going, no, I need to give the audience what they've come to see. And so he taught me a lot of that. And then he would talk to me about Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, all the, uh, Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, the people he worked with. And I just sat there going, just soaking it all in. I'm working with Tommy that worked with them. And uh, it, was, it, it was joyous. I did about a year and a half yeah. with Tommy. And it was, I look back now and it's probably my favorite experiences in theatre, that whole job. Everyone we worked with on it was a great team. 16 piece band on stage. That doesn't really happen anymore. No. It was just, it was just, um, it was a lovely, a lovely show, and it felt like we were celebrating Tommy's career, which... Because it's one of the last things he did on stage, wasn't it? Yeah, the, I think the Coliseum, two summers ago, was the last time he's performed in Glen Miller. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it felt something quite special to be on stage with him, a legend. Again, you don't... I think, I think legends thrown about... Quite often, but it's certainly not in this case. Tommy Steele definitely is a is a legend of, of yeah. theatre, film, you name it, music, yeah. just music. Because obviously he played the original, um, had his name two seconds ago in Half a Sixpence. In a, yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously Charlie Stent went on to, to do yeah, in the West yeah. End. Uh, and, and that was kind of when I was still working with Tommy, when Half Sixpence came into town. Um, and so I remember going up to Tommy and I said, uh, are you going to go and watch it? He said, I really want to. I really want to watch it, but I'm really nervous. I don't want anyone to know I'm there because it might throw off Charlie because he's like, Tommy Stemp. Uh, Tommy Stemp. Oh, Tommy Stemp. Tommy Steele, <laughs> uh, Tommy Steele is in. Uh, and he goes, I don't want that. I want to watch it. And, and yeah, I think you probably said the kid. The kid nails it. Uh, but I remember showing him the trailer on my phone. And he was like, wow, this guy is brilliant. Uh, so I don't know. I never know whether he went to see it. I don't know, but I hope he did because it was a great show. I can and tell again, you he did. Oh really? I've heard from Charlie that he was there. Yeah. Oh nice. 
Yeah, I've heard from Charlie that he was there. So I don't remember when it. I can't tell you when it was, but he did. Yeah. He did go and see it. Um. So that that was great. Um. So so Noah asks, you've helped bring two boy band shows musicals to the to the stage. Yeah. Um. We'll get to which two there that is in a minute. And uh, I think you've probably got more, but two that he's thinking about. Yeah. Um, what was your favourite to do? Now, he's thinking, obviously, Our House with Madness. Yeah. We use Boy Band loosely with Madness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, closer to Heaven with Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. Obviously. Complete, I would say two completely different musicals. They were, but I think what they both had was everyone pulling together because we needed it. Mm-hmm. You know, Close to Heaven was at the Union Theatre. Um, I, I'm so grateful. I'll keep shouting people out because I'm so grateful to every single person that's helped me that they needed another dancer. And so, um, so Philip Joel uh, put on Facebook and said he needed another dancer, uh, a male dancer for the ensemble. And I, I just said, what is this? Let me know. I'm interested. And he said, look, the, the run is sold out uh, and it's, we're not even in rehearsals. So I said, okay, well, that sounds something interesting. Uh, and I and I got offered the job, um, and then it was it it was a real cult following for that show, mm-hmm. um, and then and then with our house again, I think it was something that a lot of us were going. This could be an, a step up for us here. Um, you know, Fabian as a choreographer w- was unbelievable to work with. His uh, vision and the acting through movement for me. Is something I love to do. I think you don't dance for the sake of dancing. There's there's a there's an actual motive behind it. Um, and I met my best friends on that show, on ours. We are all still the best friends to this day. So I would probably say our house for that experience to have met those people. Um, but both, I can't pick performance wise. They were so different but the fans when you had a good with our house when you had a good crowd because we didn't sell particularly well but when it was busy like in Glasgow it was just the most amazing performance where it's close to heaven because they're so close to you it was at the old union so they was really yeah, close. So it was really close they were electric um because they would come in as we were dancing as if they'd walked into a club so it was really like immersive in that start and it was I I'd never done anything like that before and um but you know, we met the Pet Shop Boys, which was at that point I was going, "This is crazy! I'm, I'm, I'm just an actor in musical theatre. I'm meeting these huge stars." Um, so, I, mean, I would say our house, though, our house is probably in my heart, uh, just a little bit more. Did the Suggs come to our performance? No, I don't think any of Madness came. But Mike Gibson, who played the original Joe Casey in mm. the West End. Um, who I later, I'd, I think I'd been auditioning for him at the same time that he came to see the show. He came to our press night. And um, so that was something quite special. You know, the original Joe Casey's coming to watch and yeah. support us. And I think he tries to do that as much as he can because he, he, it's such an important moment for him as well. Because it was George Sampson that played your Joe Casey, wasn't it? No. So was that, or, George Sampson it, played, is it Reese, the bad guy? He did, yes, he played the bad uh, Jason Kiedy, uh played, and he's in Mary Poppins right now, and I think he understudies Bert. Um, 
So oh, he does, yes, he does. So he, yes. he played it for us, uh, and he was it was something quite special watching him. It felt like yeah. we'd seen a star be born with him. He's very, very talented. Um, and I got to work with Samson and uh, rip him apart every night. It's what we used to do, just take the mick out of him. Uh, <laughs> but he's a good lad, <laughs> good fun. Um, I know. Yeah. He's done a few musicals now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's a good one. Anyway, that's great. No, you've obviously you've done a few musicals now, but moving slip back to to the most recent one. Yeah. Um, Oliver wants to know if you could play any Shakespeare character, but not just Angela. Yeah. We're talking here. Um, in a play, who would it be and why? It's difficult. I love Twelfth Night. That is probably my favourite Shakespeare play. Um, but this way you find out my knowledge on Shakespeare isn't particularly strong. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I couldn't tell you a character, but Twelfth Night I, from school was sort of my favourite one to, to be in, um, uh, to sort of to learn about. I mm -hmm. think I also, I did play, we did, Macbeth at school and uh, that's the best one but I didn't I didn't play Macbeth I play now you can what's his name I honestly don't know <laughs> I'm going to be a bad Scotsman here and say yeah. I don't know apart from Macbeth and the three witches I don't know anyone <laughs> I, I can't remember his name but he haunts Macbeth I know that so I, I came right. on as a ghost I played that role um but I've I've played Romeo a few times, so I would say maybe that's the the best role to play. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's a musical, not yeah, an hour, yeah, not, yeah. not an hour play. Slightly <laughs> different, just as good. Don't get me wrong, just as good. I don't think the Royal Shakespeare Company, when audition for Romeo and Juliet, would take me singing "It's My Life." I think they'll say it's not suitable. It's uh, not really <laughs> what I'm looking for, Alice. Yeah. But thanks. We, we, we don't call us; we'll call you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I was looking for, do you have any advice for students just graduating? Yeah. She's just graduated any this advice? year. This is when you learn the most. I think I learned more in my first year, two years of graduating than I did in my three years at college. And that's not putting down colleges at all because you learn a lot. But you learn by working with more experienced people. Mm -hmm. um, but you also, you can learn from less experienced people. And I've done that a lot of my career as well. Um, but this is the time, just soak everything in. Um, whether in class, in an audition or in a job. You know, there's auditions where I, I used to, and I still do, but then more so because I, I think I was a little intimidated. I was nervous, naturally you are. And I look around, I'm like, look at that person there. Why didn't I do it like that? And rather than think, why didn't I? maybe this audition is not for you, but I'm going to take on board what that person did and put it into my work ethic, my um, skill set. So I would say that's probably the best thing I've ever done is just learn, learn, learn um, from people graduated 20 years before you to two years after you. You can still learn from them. And don't be too proud of that. You know, don't think I'm, I'm older, so why should I learn from a graduate? Well, there's times... Uh, well, I've gone, I, I wish I thought like that when I'd graduated because it kind of, it maybe would have sped my career up a little bit. I don't, you just don't know. So I think that's the best advice I can give from my experience. 
that's that's good, and that's what we look for. Is, is, is from your experience, we're not we're not uh, looking for you to, to know everything about yeah. everything. It's uh, from Alex's point of view that we're getting here. Um, so so what Lily actually asked a question, and we're getting quite a lot for. A, I think everybody's been asked this question so far. Uh, different variations, obviously, depending on what musicals yeah. they're in. Um, so she asks, if you had to be in lockdown with any character from Anne Juliet, who would you be? Who would you pick, and why? And we're going for characters here, not to play character. I think it's hard. I am. It's it's hard to know whether it's because of the the actor, but I, I think Francois because I think Francois is a hilarious character in our show. Luckily, yep. Tim Mahendran is a very funny person as well. But maybe may Francois, he can play uh, the piano so we can practice our harmonies. Uh, um, <laughs> it's also a good thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd have someone to help me with self tapes, you know, because he can play the piano for me selfishly. That's why I'd need help with. Um, probably Francois. I think Francois because he's is a good uh, a good soul and good. He's a funny person, uh, which I which I like. You want to laugh in lockdown, don't you? You don't want too many serious yeah. conversations. I mean, you still. I think I I personally would pick Juliet. Uh, because she's strong, she's, she'll get you through anything. She makes you feel like that anyway. So that's that's because I always think about that question. When, or I'm, maybe the nurse in that um, in that uh, vein that you're saying, the nurse would be a great person to be in lockdown with. Because when you're feeling mm -hmm. low, the nurse picks you up. Um, and the nurse will still be working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a key, she's a key worker. Yeah. <laughs> good shout, good shout. So you're you're <laughs> risking coronavirus, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's, that's going too deep into it, I think. <laughs> um, so, but no, that's a good answer. Yeah, you need a bit of, definitely need comedy, especially at the moment, like, we need yeah. comedy. Um, anything at all, it's funny. Um, so, Sophia, Sophia, apologies, Sophia, asks, do you have any pre-show rituals? Pre-show rituals. I have, I have the boring ones where I don't, I don't like to be, if I hear beginners call when I'm in the dressing room, for me, I'm late. Uh, and that's the thing that I like, because everyone goes, you're the first one down to the stage. And I'm probably down there 20 past seven, because I just, for me, I just like to get down there and just, not that I focus or anything, because our show, we can just be joyous and you want to carry that off stage to the onstage feeling. But sometimes in our, our dressing room's quite tight and all the boys are getting ready. We've got all the male ensemble in one room and it is tight, everyone trying to get their costumes. So I think I just get ready, go down. Um, and then I have to anti-back my hand and clean my hands because there's antibacterial gel on stage right. And I just do that every show, go down there, squeeze it. And that was before the COVID. I say that. That's before, nothing to do with COVID. I know, before yeah. COVID, but it was just something that I, it became, that's in my head. I just have, if I don't do it, not that I, if I don't do it, I'm going to have an awful show, but it's just what I did every show. Yeah. Uh, and then I would sit on our carousel horse and wait for everyone else to come down, sometimes for 10 minutes. But that's just what I like to do and just kind of chill out. That's probably my, my biggest pre-show ritual. I anti-back my hands. That's quite a boring one. 
an interesting one, no? <laughs> interesting all the same, it's different. Uh, certainly not one we've had before. Um, more so at the moment because everybody's doing that at the moment yeah. and will be in the, the future. So actually your boring um, and to a pre-show rich show has actually become a compulsory for everybody. Look, look, I don't want to say I'm a trendsetter, but you said it. You said it. Uh. Definitely is. Uh, it's become a trend. No, it's become a trend. It's really a trend, but yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, you, you've said it anyway. Um, so Freddie asks, what is your favourite song to perform in Angeliet? In Angeliet. To perform. To be, to be honest, it changes a lot of the time. I love Show Me Love. Um, mm-hmm. when we're travelling to Paris um, because there's actually quite a lot going on and it, there's moments I'm off stage and there's a, a lot of the ensemble or the players we call them uh, are running on stage with a sign they run off get another prop and come on so the off stage if you saw that it's like a, its own choreography um, which is good fun but I, I, there's something about it that makes me feel really uh, stagey in that moment that's the one i go that's yeah. a real musical theater number uh it kind of it, there was a moment in rehearsals where i felt this is our um one short day in wicked it felt like that sort of number yeah. it was like we've come to the i don't really know wicked very well but that number uh it felt like that that's how i would compare it but then you go i love doing uh problem and can't for my face because that's when you go hell, hell for leather on that number. You just go yeah, go you definitely do. But then you've got the boy band, Backstreet's Back, and you go, how can you not love that number? Uh, that for, yeah, so each week it, it changes. But those are probably my three that it rotates the most. Yeah. So the three very good ones, I've got to say, yes. Um, Backstreet's Back, you, when the bye boy comes out, you're like, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's for personal reasons. Uh, Arthur <laughs> wants to know, do you have a favourite song in general, in, in Juliet? So maybe one that you're not involved in. Uh, so it's that's the way it is. That um, Cassidy sings so well, but you know, Kirsty sings it really well. Our first cover, and we've actually had Jacasta do it as well. Our second cover, um, and every time, so Cassidy nails it every show. We know this. We're still not over it, but you go, Cassie's singing. But when Kirsty, the first time Kirsty sung it, we were, everyone in the wing was silent, just wanting to listen to it. And same with Jocasta. It's that moment where everyone goes, we get to watch someone incredible sing it. So that's part of my emotional reason of my friendship with those people. But that song is, is I think it comes at the perfect time in the show. I think uh, the arrangement's beautiful and I could listen to that all the time. Um, yep. So that's probably, and in the workshop when Cassie uh, sung it, I, I don't think I'd ever been in a rehearsal room with a moment like that before. And I just sat there with my jaw open, like I'm working with some incredible people that are so talented. It's just, and I think that may be why it's a special moment for me and my favourite song, because it reminds me of that feeling. Yeah. But yeah. But you're, you're one of the incredible ones, don't worry. You're included <laughs> in that incredible line. Like every, there's not a, obviously, there very rarely is a bad cast member in a show, but, um, and especially, and more so in this one, there's, there's no at all um, a, a bad, what, like, what we, we, um, we hope and we're, we're proud of. Um, that with her, whoever you come to see, whether it's a swing 
a first cover or a second cover or the first cast I don't know the best because the whole cast is the cast but whether you see everyone that's on stage um, from that opening night we like to think that you get not the same show because it's going to be different but the same quality because you do because we have incredible people on stage and off stage no matter who it is I think we're, we're quite proud of that but I think most shows are you know yeah. the UK has incredible people um, and incredible, incredible people that are not in shows as well do you think if you've got those that good a talent that are still auditioning for shows imagine what we've got on stage so I think we're in a the UK spoiled for definitely without a doubt definitely and that's we're, we're trying to show that off yeah. um, to the world because we're on YouTube so the, the, the world can watch you um, you, you, were you should have told me that I would have done my hair <laughs> I wish I had to yeah. I need to get mine cut <laughs> don't get me started on that one um, so Charlie kind of covers a bit about you um, mm -hmm. and wants to know where your ideas for your TikToks come from my, uh, it's my little sister that's the, <laughs> the quickest I used to, so I always thought I will never be the person that doesn't know how to use technology and I'll always be on top of it you know the the next social media platform I'm on it I didn't understand TikTok at all my I say my little sister she's um an adult in her own right but she's younger than me and she was like you need to get on TikTok so she for a long time I'd wake up in the morning and she sent me a load of ones going you need to replicate this um so she's probably the biggest person that's done it but some like I, I did one it's my proudest moment of my acting career I did um on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did a Brooklyn Nine Nine crossover with Anne Juliet doing I Want It That Way. It's apparently the first scene in Brooklyn Nine Nine ever. Uh, and they've got um, people in a lineup and they Have go, you never seen this? I've seen the YouTube clip of it. Oh they and so oh, it's I absolutely yeah, fantastic. So I did it as what was auditioning for Anne Juliet like and I kinda did it like that. Um, it's probably my was my greatest idea I would ever have and probably still will be for the rest of my life. The greatest idea uh, is my TikTok. Um, I'll need to check that one out then. I'm, I'm rubbish with it. I've got it's, TikTok, it's on, it's, on, it's on my Twitter, pinned tweet. So uh, it's had to a little... Um, well, we'll, we'll share it then. That's what we'll do. <laughs> share it. Get it out there. Get it viral. Um, yeah. as, as viral as coronavirus. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think that's that, that Don't catch that one, please. Uh, <laughs> let's not make that scene a trend. Um, so, so the next two, I don't know if the, ne the next two are not connected to each mm -hmm. other, um, but the questions are connected. Okay. Now, I don't know if they're getting at Anne Juliet. Yeah. Or if you've said something personally. Oh, gosh. I'm not sure. Okay. You'll, you'll understand what I mean when, when I say yeah. the question. But Callum wants to know, if you were to be in a boy band, what would your name be? So your boy band name be? Oh, I think... I think I've made one before. Is this maybe where it's from then? Have maybe, you maybe. have you talked about this publicly? I did this thing on Instagram to try and just kill some time in lockdown. I tried to do this thing called rap a day. I'd learn a rap um, uh, and just upload that onto my story on Instagram. Uh, and I think some people thought I was being serious trying to make a career out of rap. I wasn't. It was just to try and get me through uh, yeah. this lockdown it was an hour a day I'd learn it I think I MC MC trap 
MC Tran, to, ah, I, don't, I can't remember it. So let's think of someone else. Uh, the, the Trantonator, there we go. Oh, yeah, there we go. Trantonator. The Trantonator. The Trantonator. <laughs> uh, so the other one, um, Lorraine, because obviously there is a boy band, that's what, and, and Juliet as well. Yeah. Um, so I thought maybe that's where it come from, but um, but maybe it's, it's see, see I, I'm not sure. We don't like to assume the, the, the public's questions. I tweet too much, so I can't remember all my tweets. Uh, <laughs> you don't tweet too much. You tweet just right. Uh, Lorraine wants to know if you had been in a boy band from the past or present, so yeah. one that's actually real. Who would you have liked? What which band would you have liked to be in, and why? So I'm going to pretend to think as if like oh I don't know One Direction. Straight yeah, away. there was no thought there. <laughs> right, why I think, I think if I'd have written any of those One Direction songs, if anyone had, if you'd have written them any of those songs, you'd be quite proud of yourself because they are bangers. And uh, I think like, Drag Me Down is a great tune, but also I'm a bit obsessed with Harry Styles now. I think his albums, both, there's I'm two trash. solo albums. Uh, of what? Are we man crush there? Yeah, a little one. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. met him as well. He came to a rehearsal at Angelia and all of us like, hello, Harry. Yeah, like it's normal. Um, and he was in his Gucci flares and everything. But I think he, I would love to work with him because I think he's, he's a really cool person. Uh, so One Direction, but I'm a big Five fan. Do you remember Five? I remember Five, yes. I'm old slam, enough to remember Five. Slam Dunk to Funk. Uh, yeah. And a bit of take that. I like take that as well. But they are they are. Well, which generation now, of take that though? I'll play Robbie. So this so generation, you're, you're... and I'll and I'll do the Robbie sections. All right. Yeah. So you oh, so you want these so the this generation songs? Yeah, but I'll be the Robbie. The Robbie's not in this generation though. We'll find a place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or, uh, or you... I'll just stand on the side and let them do it, and I'll just take some glory as well. Oh, I'm not getting into that combo. That's a dodgy. This is going up on YouTube, remember. I'll tag Robbie in this. <laughs> yeah, these are the words of Alex, not me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, One Direction is a good one, and I'm sure you'll, we'll be sitting here talking about a One Direction musical. Oh, I'm sure. Like, yeah, and it'll be me. They'll have a musical. It will be me. You'll get a part. I'm in it. Uh, as the manager. <laughs> yeah, as the yeah. manager. Uh, Simon Kilworth for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, so Tom wants to know what is your what vocal warm-ups do you use? Vocal warm-ups do I use? We have a vocal at work. Mm -hmm. So we do um it's just kind of scales. Um Bella Signora, that one. You know, we do normal, but I have one from I was really lucky that work and Juliet let me work with a vocal coach called Fiona McDougall. And I have to, just that's another pre-show ritual. I have to do her warm up that I've recorded. And it's all just um, like lip trills. Mainly. And I just do the same scale um, with lip trills, R's, M's, and it just releases all my tension. Because especially when I play Romeo, it's a very high sing for me. It's not particularly not comfortable but as in it's at the top of my range um, mm -hmm. and so i have it's a mental thing i have to do her warm-up otherwise i wouldn't be, probably wouldn't be able to play romeo i probably could but 
is I have to do it because I do it. It's fine. I can sing it now. Um, so I do that. And it's about 10 minutes. I just have it there. So I normally do that before six o'clock before all the people turn up in our dressing room. Um, but it's not, it's all about focus training. It's what she taught me that you don't want to just sing as high as you can, as loud as you can. You want to find the vocal warm up that works for you. And it could just be singing the same thing for 10 minutes, but it just stretch everything out and it might be more beneficial. And it definitely is for me. Uh, so I, and that, yeah, it makes me, I've been trying to do it in lockdown as well. Just try and keep my notes mm -hmm. up there. Um, that's what I, that's kind of what, what I do. Good, good, good question. Yeah, good answer. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, so Gabby asks, are you surprised that Anjulia is as big as it is? There's probably two answers to that. No, in a sense, I knew it was great. I knew we had something really special. Um, and especially the workshop, we started, we didn't know. By the end, we're like, this could be really good. And then when we rehearsed it for Manchester, we felt like it was a, a great show. And, but, it's, but you still just didn't know. So I remember after the first preview in Manchester, we finished act one. And in case anyone hasn't seen it, I won't say what the line yeah, is. Don't, don't, the don't lights go that. down and we all went off stage and the crowd erupted and we just were just relieved. It was more relief. <sighs> we weren't foolish in thinking it was good. Um, and so, so in that sense, I was surprised because you just don't know, but it felt good. It felt like we had something special. I didn't, I didn't expect it to blow up as much as it has and people to love the show as much. Because uh, there's a massive following now. And it's just, it's just growing all the time. Yeah. And I think because it, it, it um, touches people in so many different walks of life. Mm -hmm. I think the character of May is something we've not seen in musical theatre very often. I think the fact we've got um, Juliet played by a black actress, Miriam Teek Lee, and we do not speak about her race at all. Yeah. It's not mentioned, I think is really incredible and something to go, it's not, it's not a character spe specific on her race, it's just a character. And I think that that's what's really powerful and which is the same with May. We're not really talking about May's gender, May's sexual preference, we're just May is May. And I think that's really special and really current in 2019, 2020. I think that's why it's touched people a lot and made people go, I belong here because they're just an open uh, society. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I think that's why, um, I don't even remember the question. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised that Dan Juliet is as big as it is. So you've answered that, yeah. yeah. Yes and no. Uh, yes and no. I'd like to say, I'm, I'm not surprised after I saw it. Um, uh, what I am surprised at is at how quickly it's grown. That's mm. the only, because um, obviously this time last year you weren't even open in Manchester. Yeah. Um, and now you're, you're one of the biggest British homegrown musicals um, ever, I would say. I, I'm, I'm going to say that. I don't know if that's completely true. But I would say it's definitely one of the biggest British homegrown because you certainly in the last 10 years, yeah, you don't see many British new no. musicals. Jamie. 
Jamie's the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head. You've got Matilda. But these shows have been running for a long time. Yeah. They? So the f it's, it's great for British theatre that people are still wanting to open new musicals in this country and mm -hmm. not bring Broadway transfers. And there's some great Broadway transfers. I'm not saying that at all. Some of my favourite shows have been. But the fact that it's been created here, it's ours. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's you can then go to... You yeah. can transfer to Broadway rather than and, the other and, way. And when it goes to Broadway, which I'm sure it would, why wouldn't it? I don't. That's I think Broadway's that's calling not, for it. Yeah, that's not a uh, a. Um, I've let that go. I don't know. I I just assume surely it would go, and I'll be able to watch it. Go to Broadway and watch it and go. Ah, that's pretty cool. They've got one of the UK's th uh, shows, which is a, a great thing. W would you go with it if you got off? If they if they asked me, of course I'd go. Of course. But I think um, it also at times you've got to let things go as well. You know, we've been on the show for a long time. Let let someone else take it. But if if someone asks me to go to Broadway, oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going to New York. <laughs> have you been to New York? It's great. I have. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've been to New York. I love it. Um, but uh, nice to know that you're uh, siding with the. Uh, the West End here. Mm -hmm. oh, no yeah. weird morals live, yes. <laughs> Somebody asked me to go to Broadway, I'm definitely going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> West End. West End, where's that? I'm just, I'm just over the West End, darling. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just too big for you now, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Alex Tranter, don't you know who I am? He's been in one West End show and he thinks like that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like West End actors, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to change the background for this, for the next couple of questions. Oh. So you were in another kind of off West End production. Yeah. Um, but probably just as big and just as um, many followers yeah. uh, in the same length of time, really, yeah. as, uh, as um, and still to this day, I hear them calling for a West End transfer. And it's been shot for just well over a year now. Well, well over nearly two years. Nearly two, two years. Yeah, yeah, nearly two years it's been shot. And they're yeah. still calling for a West yeah. End transfer. Um, so the first question comes from Matt, and he asks, do you miss your genius? Yes. First answer. We had, it was a crazy show, you know. It, yeah. Um, and I think once you got on board with that very quickly in the audience, you just sat back and went, oh, that's a bit wacky. Okay. But the songs were amazing. It had a heart. It had, it's not about superheroes. I think that's what people were worried about. It's a superhero show it's not it's about these three young adults becoming confident in themselves mm. and i'm sure we've all been there at some point in our lives that we haven't felt confident and i think that's why it's really special um and I, again i met some amazing amazing people some of my best friends that i have to this day are from that show uh i we watched, I went round to Aaron Renfrey's house, the choreographer of the show, um, just before lockdown, when, when it was the day that uh, Eugenius put the full uh, recording. Yeah, because you did it for charity. For charity, for acting for others. Um, and we watched it and it just brought back the most amazing memories. Uh, yeah, it, it just was fun. It was just, and people loved it. And because the audience was so close again, there's something I must love an audience close to me because those are my favourite shows when I can feel the energy from the crowd is when I love it the most. Um, yeah. Yeah, I miss it a lot, a lot. The songs still go on in my head. 
I'll wake up and I'm still singing them. Uh, <laughs> See, that's why I like. Yeah. I, I don't say I sing them because you don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely. And um, again, went in at Villa Cangelier, didn't know anything about it, went in blind and, and yeah. loved it. Loved it and have watched it. Well, it's just getting taken down now. It's been announced today, yeah, actually. I think, I think we've decided that now's time to, to start get theatre back up. Yeah, real theatre rather than... Yeah, get it back Not up. real theatre, because that was real theatre. No, but, no, but... Get it back into real theatre rather into than... Theater, live yeah. theatre, and I think that's what we've decided. We've raised, I think, £15,000. Yeah, near there, thereabouts, anyway, at least. Is, you? It's tremendous amount. When we've not... You know, that's just people donating because you could watch it for free and not donate. So the fact people are wanting to donate is is really great. And we've managed to do that just by cheering people up a little bit by putting it online. It's a nice No, thing. definitely. I donated the first time without a doubt. Um, but I'll be perfectly honest, I have watched it since then and not donated every time I've watched it. But the very first time I did. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just, it, it's a feel-good musical. Without yeah, a doubt. I think so. What, so Penny wants to know, what's your favourite song? From the show? From Eugenius? Yes, from Eugenius. My favourite is not the finale Go Eugenius. It's in Act One where it's Ferris, Janie and uh, Eugene and they're talking about he should, he should believe in his comic book that he's writing and they're yep. calling him a genius. It, uh, and I remember... I'd learned, we'd done, the first time we rehearsed for the show, we'd learned all the ensemble vocals. So I knew, go Eugene, yes, go Eugene, from the finale. And then we decided, then a week, two weeks into rehearsals, we thought we'd run from the start of the show through to a certain point. And there's bits I hadn't seen because I'm not in those moments. We're doing choreography calls while they're working on other things. And that song hit. And obviously I knew it from learning the vocals from no. the finale. I thought, this is a real musical here. You know, when you see those sh shows where it's a, a, a reprise and things like that, and I went, oh, we've, this is really cool. And it's telling a different story to what we're telling in the finale. And it sounds so um, naive, but I sat there and went, we've got a real musical here. Uh, and I just think, yeah. And then when you get to see uh, Dan Buckley, Laura Baldwin, Rob Houchin, or Liam Ford, who did it the first time around, it just watching those three on stage was joyous anyway um and with that song i just thought it's a lovely moment watching rob poaching in anything is just a glorious moment i know uh, like doesn't matter what he's at and um, lighting the piazza where he ends up in his underwear mm -hmm. um, oh, really? no, i didn't see oh, that oh right at the interval just before the, <laughs> the, the interval he uh, ends up in his underwear like, mm -hmm. um that's a different story <laughs> so yeah so it's obviously um eugene allen he mentions about the Eugenius having a, a big following. Mm. Um, so are the cast shocked that that happened so quickly? Because it was a very, uh, what, uh, for, a, for, a, for a run of a musical, it was very short. Yeah. It, it, it was a long, like, for the other palace, it was one of the longest, wasn't it? I think it was one of the longest, but we ran for three months, I think, for the first time. Yeah, which three is not that long time. for it's a musical. To get a following, it's not long at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we we were shocked. We didn't think that it would get um, and would touch people again uh, the same way. There's people that came to see our show that never seen a musical before, mm -hmm. and then came to see it time and time again because they went, "I feel like you're telling the story that I go through in my life." 
and I think th there was something very very special there and um, I think what what was great with the other palace they, they took a risk with a new show I think they had Heathers coming very quickly after um, which again they didn't know I assume they didn't know Heathers was going to be what it that phenomenon that it was but I felt like the other palace suddenly took over for a bit it was the place to go to watch yeah, new definitely. shows um, and I think that we were involved in that trend so it was, it was really cool and then when we came back um, it was it was I, I love that theatre it felt like coming home a bit um, and to have done little tweaks, try and improve the show was, was nice. And I think the following is going to keep growing. I think it could be a show that in 10 years time gets a revival because there's little footage all over the place online and people go, what happened to that show? The, the album's on Spotify. It's great. And then it could happen again. I think that could happen. And I hope it does. I think it deserves it. I think it deserves a Western transfer. And I've seen it from, from the minute I saw it, I thought, and needs because Heather's obviously got one pretty quick after yeah. so they went into the Theatre Royal um, Haymarket. But I think it definitely needs a, a West End, whether that's just even just the Trafalgar Studios. Um, like, doesn't matter what theatre it is, it needs a West End transfer without a doubt. Because the other palace is great, yeah. and it has it's actually just won the other palace has just won the, the London Theatre Awards, but oh, best London Theatre Award. For the the West End Talks Awards, yeah, so we do our own talks, and it won. It's completely public voted, so the, the other palace won that. Uh, and Juliet won uh, Best Musical. Yeah. Uh, quite a few other ones. Um, Jordan won Best um, Supporting Actor, and a few others. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly which other ones, but I offered it on my head. But. No, so the, the, the other palace definitely is the place to be because you've had, well, you've had your genius, you've had, as you say, Heathers, you've now just had Be More Chill. Be More Chill. Um, so that's, which, that's just... looked great and I didn't get to see it, but yeah. Um, no, because you, you, you've got another job in the West End, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're busy. <laughs> um, but I think it is a really great venue that I mm. saw. Did you ever see Miss Atomic Bomb? That was at the other palace. It had, it had... I think Catherine Tate was in it, Simon Lipkin was in it. Um, and I saw it and I was like, this is a great venue that I want to work here. That was a, I went, no, I remember calling my agent saying, I want to, this is one of the theatres I want to work in. Um, so I'm, I'm privileged to have done it twice. Anyway. Yeah. And such a, a great musical. Yeah. So we'll, we'll change the picture. I like to change the picture every so often. And this is <laughs> obviously a scene from it. You've got Rob yeah. and, and Laura and um, Names Escapement, Dan, thank you. Uh, but you're here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just behind Rob. <laughs> um, so, which number are you doing here? Because I'm terrible it seems. This is this is the finale. This go, you genius. Um, I thought that. I did just before that. the just before the bows, I think. Yeah. If I'd get if I'd guessed, to be honest, I would have put the, yeah. the ending. Um, because it, it doesn't wear that suit till closer to the end. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that. Um, so the the Christina asks, do you have a favourite line from your genius? Favourite line? I try to remember it now. Um, oh. It's not a line, but when Scott Page was introduced as the character Theo, mm -hmm. uh, he came on and he did a monologue sort of on the second level, the middle section. Just uh, no, just below. Or oh, just there. It's behind oh. Rob. It's where like Emily T and E is standing, uh, just behind me. Oh, yeah. so there's was, there was three levels yeah 
Oh, I can do the ways with Yeah. And um, he was talking to the classroom and he used to make me laugh every night on stage. Rehearsals especially, because he was, Scott is a hilarious person. Anything mm. he does is funny um, without trying. That's why he's such a beautiful person because he's just a bundle of joy to be around. But that whole monologue where he's saying, uh, well, you could be anything you want to be. You could be this, you could be that. It's all that sort of time where he's saying, um, and it just made me laugh. And, and luckily I had my back to the audience. So I was sitting on a chair like this so I could control it. Because if I was facing out front, I think I would have had a few notes from the director. <laughs> uh, facial expressions. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Jin, you're not supposed to be laughing at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I can understand that. Um, so, so moving moving away from your genius, I think, um, a bit, um, we'll change the background again. Look at him. Look at him. What happened to the beard? Usually it's the other way around in lockdown, but you've yeah. saved yourself. No, we had a discussion that uh, at work that they, they preferred when I played Romeo to be clean shaven. Mm -hmm. And so that would have taken too long to grow back every time I went back to the ensemble. So we just, just decided that it was time, time to say goodbye and retire it. Um, but I've got my memory there in that photo. <laughs> you do. You do. So, uh, no, definitely. So... Sam wants to know, do you have a favourite line in Anne Juliet? I don't want to swear. Can I swear on this? No. Okay, no, I won't. no. I won't. Just bleep. Yeah. So, one, the nurse, when the end of, the, of, the, of her song, you're perfect. That's bleeping perfect. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes. Is Pink song. Yeah, the pink song. Um, that I think is beautiful because some it really kind of gets you, and especially when uh, Mel Labarry sing, sings it and says it. Because does she sing it? Probably, but sometimes she just says it because she just tells Julia that she is bleeping perfect, and you feel it. You feel the love from that character. Um, so I think that uh, is one of my favourites. What what else? I I love to say when I get to play Romeo. I like to say, um, uh, I've always been more of a lover than a fighter. I also have no upper body strength. Um, that's probably one of my favorite lines as well. Cause I like to think that uh, I go to the gym and people can tell. So I don't, I think the line doesn't really work for me. <laughs> I think that sort of works for Jordan as well. So I think that's quite a funny, funny line. I no, I think he's, he's both don't, he's look like he's have upper body strength. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. um, David wants to know if you had if you had to be in another musical currently on at the West End, which would you be and why? So not as a character, just the musical. I love Hamilton. I think Hamilton mm -hmm. is, you know, people love Wicked. They love Cats. Like that, it's those sort of shows where they went. This is why I love theatre. I think Hamilton really made me go. Oh, I just want to be in that show so much. Um, I'd love to be in that. What else is on in the West End right now? Um, that's probably that technically, probably technically nothing, but well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that probably is the show that I would love to be in. I would play any role um, to be in it. I think it's an incredible piece. I think 
I've, I've been lucky enough to meet um, Lin-Manuel Miranda when he came to watch our show and Juliet. And then um, I was in a sort of a webinar with the choreographer Andy Blackenbuehler and it, he blows my mind. The way he thinks about choreography is just, I've, yeah, is inspiring. So I'd love to be able to work on one of his pieces. Yeah. I'm a bit honest, I haven't seen Hamilton. I've listened to the soundtrack, um, but I haven't, it's still kind of expensive for me, unfortunately. Yeah, it is, it um, is. Uh, Unless you're lucky enough to win the lottery. Yeah. Not, yeah. The, not the actual lottery, the Hamilton lottery. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do. Um, it's not that expensive. <laughs> um, but, I, I, yeah, but I will definitely have seen it come the 3rd of July. That is going on to... Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. So I, will, I will definitely have watched it by then, and then yeah. as soon as I can, um, get in to see it in, in the Victoria Palace, definitely. Um, so Harry says, um, oh yeah, I think you've kind of answered this, but we'll ask it for Harry anyway. You have answered it, no, no kind of. Would you go to Broadway or would you stay at West End? No, I, like I said, I'd love to go to Broadway. I think yeah. a lot of people would. If you like New York, and I've only been, I've been twice. I just, I'd love to. It's not even to say I've been on Broadway, just I'd love to work in New York for a bit and stay in New York. But that doesn't mean I am constantly grateful that I work in the West End. I, it does, that doesn't pass me by. I'm going to try and get this light off my face. There we go. It, um, it doesn't pass, pass me by that I go, oh no, that's... Uh, every, day, every day I'm lucky to, um, to work there. And it was my dream as a child. So... And I get to do it now. What? What? what yeah. the, how lucky am I? You know. Um. Yeah. So that that's great. So yeah, definitely. Um, you're definitely lucky getting to, to work on, um, on any stage. But yeah, especially the West End. Um, there's something kind of special. I would say there's something slightly. I've been to Broadway, so I can speak on both behalves. Um, and there's nothing wrong with Broadway, but I think there's certainly there's more specialness with the West End, because you're more more personable. Like okay. Broadway, it feels to me more like a factory, and I don't mean that nastily, but like obviously with stage door and and the the, the cast become fr not friends, but being friendly yeah. with the audiences and things are better here. And I'm not saying anything against the people that are on stage yeah. in the West End Broadway, but you just don't get the chances as often in the West End in Broadway. Yeah, so doing I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't. And really the theatres are, are that, nice yeah. that are smaller in the West End, like which oh, yeah, is yeah. nice. Feel I, think also, I think also it's just being in London, isn't it? Something about the capital in, in, in this country that feels really special. And when you walk down, um, uh, you know, Shaftesbury Avenue, you get to see all those theatres. You get it's just something really, it gets me really excited. The thought now that when the shows are back up and running, that's going to be such an incredible moment. Uh, that first night, oh. I've said it in numerous chats, so people that watch all my chats will be sick of me hearing that, but the first night that theatre opens, I will definitely be there. Yeah. Like, I, and, and I don't care which theatre, I will be in a theatre, yeah. um, because the atmosphere, audience-wise, but cast-wise, is going to be phenomenal. Like, yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Um, when, that, when the first night, it's going to be like every... Every theatre is going to have a press night. It's going to be like it's going to be like that, that kind of feeling. It's yeah. going to be like a feeling of press night. It's going to be oh, we're opening again. It's because Broadway, Broadway, West End. It's never been shot like this. I know. It's never been shot like this in its, its history. Even during the war, 
know. it was still open. It was still running. Okay, running smaller productions and yes, stuff, yeah, but yeah. it still was running. So, so to uh, be to be in London, no, I think uh, if you feel if you're confident enough to go to theatre with with COVID being around, um, and you you can you want to go to theatre, and I hope you do, and you can afford a ticket, get to a theatre for that that. Well, that night because it's just yeah. going to be special, I think. Without a doubt, um, without a doubt, there's, there's a few that I want to see on op- that on opening night. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, I, to be honest, I would take a ticket anyway. Literally, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Delilah wants to know: Would you post more singing videos on social? Was that? I don't know whether that was a request saying That's please a, can but, you or. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a request. Yeah. Slash I, ask. Well, singing for me has been the most growth I've had on Anne Juliet that I've, um, I felt like that I have worked hard on it. I'd never really sung on my own on stage until I played Romeo. Um, and I was, uh, it's probably my biggest fear on stage, which is silly because I'll sing in the ensemble happily and I know my harmonies and I'll sing out. But it's just something about being on my own. So I'm learning to feel more confident with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually recorded some videos of me singing. It's now just to um, bring myself to upload it <laughs> and just go, I'll just, just put it up there. Because it's, you know, I, it won't be perfect because um, there's a lot more I should do on my voice and work on it. But just go, ah, it doesn't matter to put it on my Instagram. Uh, so maybe, maybe. So uh, you'll have the support, there. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot more support than than criticism, and <laughs> um, without a doubt. Uh, and now it's time to do it because everybody's watching social. So you I would get it. Meant now's the time to do it. Sing what now. You? Yes. What <laughs> right, no, no. I need to my drink out. <laughs> right, no, no. Now, as in just now, in general, is the time <laughs> to do it. Um, so, Jen, obviously, you, you touched on there that you, you have played Romeo a few times. You are mm. first cover to, to yeah. Jordan Luke Cage. Um, but Jenna wants to know what's your favourite part of playing Romeo. I love to do, I love to do one more try, the duet with Juliet. Mm-hmm. I love the scene. I love the song. Um, is everything about it? I think it feels like everything just stands still because we have so much going on in that show. Technic, tech wise lighting sound and that moment i feel that everything just kind of stops a little bit and you just zoom in on two uh two people trying to make something of their life in a sense to go what 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 am i doing um i think it's quite a beautiful moment and when i got to do it have i done it with grace i I would have done in rehearsal but i think i've i have um, play Romeo with Grace's Juliet as well as well as Miriam of course and then I've done a concert version with Danielle our second cover and you get to play that scene differently every time because everyone has their different takes on their own characters and I think that's the moment where you feel really I think the audience are on the edge of their seat to go, what are they are they going to kiss are they not going to kiss what's going to happen I, I like that I think it's a beautiful moment yeah you mentioned that the concert version there, that was because of illnesses, wasn't it? You did a, yeah, well, it was a strange one, wasn't it? We, we got hit hard by illnesses um, that I thought, a couple of weeks before, I thought I had mumps. Everyone's talking about 
COVID and I thought I had mumps. Um, but it turned I got checked, it wasn't mumps, but my face was out here. So we had people off for that, people self-isolating, because that was the start of when it was really kind of kicking off with COVID and people going, if you have any signs, you should isolate. So we started to do that. And so it just got to a point where we just didn't have enough cast to do a full show. And I think it was we didn't have a May in the building. Anyone to play May, the character. So the show can't happen in, in its normal sense. So we reworked. So I th we, we had to cancel a Thursday night. And on the Friday, we worked on a concert version where we kind of, and we explained it, the character of May is now not in our show today because we can't. So we reworked some things and everyone was on, on stage in their sort of first costume. The players were sat on stage um, and the characters came on stage when it was their first entrance, then sat on stage and we had handheld mics. And that first one was really special, the Friday night, because we, it was really organic. We were going, people got up and started, like the cast got up and started to dance at one point. That was never the plan. It was just, we felt like, no, we're going to dance here. Uh, and that was really cool. But then the Saturday night, which turned out to be our final performance, where we announced we're doing a concert version. So if you want to buy tickets, knowing it's a concert version, you can. If you'd bought tickets before, you can ask for a refund or please watch it and you'll get to reschedule. So it was people going, we still get a show no matter what. And people going, I'm making my way to that concert version to watch it. And it was explosive. It was, I'd never experienced it. That felt like a press night, you know, that feeling. Mm. If you ever sat in the audience or be on stage or worked on a show that's had a press night where it's explosive, it was like that. And it turned out to be our final performance before um, everything closed down. And uh, something, something a bit special that we entered on that sort of show as well. Yeah, it's, yeah it was good. I never saw it. I, I was watching the Friday night and I had a show booked Saturday already. Yeah, so yeah. Unfortunately, or I would have definitely have run away <laughs> desperately, um, without a doubt, but hey-ho. Um, so, so Richard wants to ask, what is your favourite character in Anne apart from Romeo or your character in the ensemble? Uh, Henry. Uh, not the easy answers, basically. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Again, it's character, not who plays Yes, them. yeah, yeah. I think I I love the nurse. I, no, I'm going to say Lance. I think Lance, played by David Padilla, um, but the character Lance, I think, is hilarious. Yeah. He's and that teenage dream, um, break free mashup. Is it teenage dream? Yeah, it is teenage yeah, dream. Yeah, it's teenage dream. I suddenly just panicked. I don't know the show. Uh, it's been <laughs> that long. Uh, I think it's so funny. And that first time we we saw we watched it in rehearsals, everyone just sat at the front to to, to see this piece because it's, su it's such a hilarious moment. So I think Lance is one of my favourite characters. And I'd love to play him at some point. You never know what will happen. <laughs> we never thought there'd be a concert version, yeah, exactly. so you never know. Uh, you never know what will happen when, the, when lockdown's over. Um, maybe if you speak to David, he might, might do role reversal with you for yeah, a, yeah. a night. Um, so our last fan question, you'll be glad yes. to know. Um, there's a lot of stories and a lot of things you can take away from Angelia. Mm. I think one of the biggest is female empowerment. 
because obviously it's it's there's not many musicals that have a female as lead so yes. predominantly as yes. Juliet. Yeah, yeah. Um, without a doubt, it's usually a male or a male and female or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Michaela wants to know is what is it like to be in a very male, male sorry, very female empowerment musical? If I, I, I'm very proud to say that I'm a feminist, so it it doesn't feel. Uh, it doesn't feel oh I'm in a, a female empowerment show in a sense that it's slightly odd. It feels we're very proud that to, yeah. to do that. I think the two leading roles. I don't like using those sort of phrases because I think it's an ensemble show. But in the sense we have leading roles is Juliet and then uh, Anne Hathaway, and that's incredible to have two. Uh, female characters leading the show um mm -hmm. and i think it's i have two sisters and i know they watch it and i feel empowered i you see people feel empowered i think men can feel empowered oh, by watching it and um we're going into that world now where i think everyone's going no you, to, you want to be a feminist guys because it's the right thing to be because feminism means equality and uh, I think everyone's going, that's the show. We're, we're, that's what we're saying. That um, it's, uh, so it feels, it feels normal, but also, you know, it's a great thing to be involved in. And we're, I'm yeah. very proud that, to be in something that's telling a story like that in such a joyous way. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, great answer. And that brings us to the end of the, the fans' questions. You can relax now. <laughs> Uh, just we we do have the the not so quick fire round yeah uh, coming up now you chose not to get these in yeah, advance as uh, so you have no idea what's coming um, so it's just four questions that we ask every day and then a small activity at the end yeah um, so all that's left is so the first question sorry in this round is what is your dream role so that is regardless of race or age mm -hmm. but still male. Can I say two? You can say two if you've got two, yes. So Aaron Burr in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love the room where it happens. Um, I, would I loved it when I saw it. I loved it when I saw um, listen to the soundtrack. I think it's incredible character. Then actually I was listening to it today. I'd love to play Collins in Rent. Um, would I? Yeah. When Collins sings I'll Cover You at the funeral, I'd love to do that. I think it's a, one of my favourite uh, theatre moments so those two roles I'd love to have the chance to do Rent may come back eventually you never know it, it, does, know. it, it does these sort of musicals do loops every so yeah, often yeah. so it will come back eventually exactly uh, next question is what is your dream gender bend role so that is a, a really a, a character that's specifically played by a female I don't know where my tongue went with that question <laughs> My favourite. Oh, your dream, no, your dream role. So if you were to play role. a female, yes, yeah, so if you were to play a female. And I can't say Juliet, can I? That's no, that's kind of easy. That's yeah. a kind of easy answer, yeah. Mm. What would I like to do? I mean, I, I like Mary Poppins. <laughs> mm, yeah. Or oh, I'd like to be in Dreamgirls and play one of the. Have three. you enough sass to be in Dreamgirls? Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to be one. Of, there's three in, in sort of the group. Yeah, there's three, yeah. Yeah. Three, yeah. I'd like to, it doesn't matter which one. Just one of the 
yeah, yeah. One of those. I'd like, I'll do that. That'll be, be the video that I put onto Instagram of me singing. That we said say, <laughs> right, yeah, you're signed up to that now. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's in the contract. You must do that. <laughs> um, what is your favourite musical theatre song? Now, that doesn't have to be one you've performed. It can be any song you want. I love... Do you remember From Here to Eternity? Yeah, I know. Sure. Yeah. I love Fight the Fight from that. But that's one that I sing like for auditions. So that's, that's fine, no, that's... One. Then what else do I like? Let's go with that. Let's go with that. From Here no, to that's Eternity. a good song. And if you can, you can buy a DVD of it, everyone, and do, because it is so good. And it should be revived. I'd love no, that was that. Yeah, definitely a good musical. I've, I've seen it. I definitely. I've not, I don't think I've seen it live. No, definitely I haven't seen it live. Uh, but I've seen it. The, the recording of it. Yeah. Um, next one again doesn't have to be shows you're in. It can be. It doesn't have to be shows you're in. What is your top five shows? Top five shows. Well, I have to say, I have to say Hamilton. Yeah. I can't order. I, I can maybe order it once I've listed them. Um, Hamilton. You don't have to order them. Just okay. No, you don't have to order them. I loved. I saw Moulin Rouge on Broadway, and I. It's one of my favourite movie musicals. Um, I loved it. I thought it was incredible. That I'm a massive Grease fan, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I think it's the one of the greatest musicals ever written. I'd love to be a T bird. So Grease. You could be at Danny. Never made a T-bird. Just go for the go for the talk. No, I kind of think Kanicki because on the stage version, Kanicki sings Grease Lightning, and that's the one you want to sing. Right. Okay, I can understand uh, that. I've, yeah. I've worked it out. Don't worry. <laughs> I've, got, I've got I've got the uh, the career plan. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Grease. Then I love Forty Second Street. Yeah. Classic. I, yeah, I loved and I loved it, Drury Lane. It was a Drew Lane. It was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I loved it. I thought. It was I love how you're doubting yourself. No, no, no. you're no, it's right. Me, it's me yeah. pretending. I don't really know theatre. It's at the Drew yeah. Lane, right? Uh, opened on yeah, this date yeah. and this date, and uh, uh, yeah. So that, and then my final favourite show, let's say Footloose, because when I that was made me want to do it. Um, yeah, that was that was the one you watched. Was incredible. Yeah. I never saw that version, but I have seen uh, saw the recent tour version. Was that uh, the actor Muso one? Was it an actor music one? I don't know. But I yeah. don't know. I can't hear like, you there. I do like Footloose. So the, the recent tour one. Um, we've actually got the, the guy who played the lead coming in to do a talk. Oh, okay. uh, and the, re the recent tour one. Um, so and our, our last thing's an activity. Yes. Uh, have you heard of the Ice Bucket Challenge? Yes. Yes, good. We're not going to ask you to pour ice over yourself. Don't panic. Okay, okay. Uh, the, but the whole point in that was obviously to raise money for charity and you did it and then you had to do nominate somebody yes um well it's the west end talks nomination okay. um so all we ask you to do is you nominate one a minimum of one but you can nominate as many as you want people uh, and the challenge is to get them in for a talk to get them in to do a yeah. talk yeah so you've been through the pain so it's now time <laughs> to inflict pain on somebody else and uh, that can be anyone from theater film or tv Preferably somebody with a bit of, that you have, con not control, well, that's not the right word, but you're able to text or phone or to, to, to coax them in. Yeah, you're yeah. friends with. 
Um, so, so don't name Adam Trevet as much as we would love Adam Trevet. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you don't know him personally, then there's no point in naming him. Well, um, let me just call him for you. Uh, <laughs> that's fine, yeah. <laughs> um, so it can be anyone to tell you on, as many as you want. But then once you've named them on here, go on to Twitter uh, as soon as we're finished tonight and just put on to Twitter, just down my talk with SN Talks, now, and then now it's your turn. Yeah. Do you want me to say that? Yeah, say it now. Scott Page. You want to right, yeah. Scott Page on, on here because you will laugh for as long as you do the, do the questions. It'll be the, the best evening of your life. Good. And I stand it's by off. that. You can quote me on that. <laughs> right. I have enjoyed tonight. I've got to say, I have enjoyed tonight. Thank you. Me too. Um, uh, that's, that's why I'd, like, I don't take a pen for this. Like, I don't want a penny. I don't want anything for it. But this is just the best bit for me. Like getting to talk to you guys and like uh, learning a lot about you. And about you rather than, than well, for example, watching you as Romeo, yeah, yeah. I'm learning about Alex rather than the characters you've played, uh, which is which is all the payment I need. But that, that's unfortunately, that's us at the end. Thank you I'm so afraid. much for having me. No, thank you for, for joining us. All that's left for you guys at home to remember is me and Alex are not just here for fun. As much as we did have fun, well, I'd like to hope you had fun anyway. Um, we're not oh, just here for worry. fun. I realised I just whole- nodded and went, no, I did. <laughs> uh, that's good. And the, the, the whole point, obviously, we're here is to try and raise much-needed funds for acting for others. Um, it's much-needed the whole year round, not just at the moment, but more so at the moment with theatres, obviously, with Lights Out in theatres or the theatres in darkness. Um, so to help the guys both on and off stage and in a film and TV as well. Um, so please donate anything you can. Um, as, I, as I've said before, I have still Tesco's line here, but every little helps. Uh, the link will be in the bio below, so please, anything you can donate will be much appreciated. And just to join us next time, when we'll have Luke Latchman, who was recently in the cast of Jamie. He was the understudy for Jamie himself. Nice. Um, so we'll learn about him and, and put your questions to him. But Alex, once again, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's a privilege getting to know you and getting to chat to you. So. But guys, take care. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Sing a song for the broken hearted.